0: Welcome to the Mindful Mama Club podcast, the shits and giggles guide to motherhood. I'm your host Gemma and this podcast will be full of all the unfiltered conversations, relatable mum life stories and all the belly laughs I needed as a bougie first-time mum in a sea of shit stories and negative nancies. The Mindful Mama Club is here to remind you through pregnancy, birth and beyond that you are never alone. So, if you're looking for laughter tips, tricks and information on how to feel empowered in your journey to motherhood, you are in the right place. So tie up that mum bun, grab that lukewarm coffee and let's dive headfirst into the rollercoaster ride that is motherhood together. We will be talking about topics in this podcast that may be triggering for some. Please always prioritise your own mental health and skip this episode if you find any of this content upsetting. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Shits and Giggles Guide to Motherhood. Today we have a guest that is super close to my heart, as she was my first ever TikTok client back in 2021. Welcome, Ornya. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today to talk about tits and your huge milestone which is 600 days of breastfeeding. So I met Anya after many months of Instagram chatting at my first ever TikTok. For those of you that don't know what a TikTok is, it's the breastfeeding prep course that I offer. She was pregnant with her little boy Stanley and looking enviously amazing in an all-in-one unitard. She is an absolute bloody champion of MMC and also my longest feeding client and now friend. Uh. So let's talk about <laughs> boobies on you. Let's. 600 days. That is incredible. How would you describe that journey?
1: Longer than I anticipated having the strength to do. Um, when anyone asks me about my breastfeeding journey, I always say, I only thought I was going to do six months. And thankfully, with the preparation course that I did with the TikTok, it's been able to be longer than that. Um, and yeah, it's been great had moments (laughs) (laughs) as motherhood does but yeah six months was originally what I thought was going to be our journey and here we are
0: six Six months went to 600 days
1: and counting
0: (laughs) um should we take it back to day one do you want to talk about how your journey started and your your birth experience
1: yeah so I originally did a hypnobirthing course and in that course then understood that breastfeeding as you so rightly have said before um although natural is like walking not breathing so it was something that you have to think about and prepare for and isn't necessarily down to the preparation that you do as a mother but also down to baby when I think it was just naturally assumed being a first-time mum, that breastfeeding was just part of the course would be part of your birth and part of the postnatal journey um so yeah back to day one it well, day one of my breastfeeding journey was actually coming to a tit talk with you, so it's before Stanley was even Earthside. Um, so yeah, got to learn a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you? Um, so you planned a home birth, right?
1: Yep. Did it go to, plan? <laughs> go to plan? I mean, I was at home for twenty-seven <clears throat> hours out of the thirty-seven hour labour. Ended in C-section um, to get Stanley Earthside, but was still what I would consider to be hypnobirthing. Um, I had my preferences, I had my tools and my mindset to get me through that. and was happy with my delivery.
0: And a pillow on your head during the <laughs> transfer to
1: hospital, I've heard. And asking them to turn the lights out. And they were like, lights are kind of important in an ambulance. We need to be able to see you. And I was like, okay, but they're really messing with my aura right now. <laughs> Apparently I'm a bit bougie. Um, yeah, so we originally had twinkly lights, affirmation bunting, and um, and everything that I thought was going to enable us to have that water birth at home. Stanley was lazy. He was over two weeks late, according to our Amazon prep. And um, <laughs> ended up in, yeah, being blue lighted into Bedford Hospital and having a, well, I persevered to try and have a natural delivery as in a hospital setting and just got to the point they were like, you've been going for so long now that we think it's time to consider a c-section so yeah 37 hours in I gave in
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you think um like how what happened then after birth with regards to Stanley latching do you think it played a part in your breastfeeding journey or it kind of happened quite quickly after
1: I mean before they even had the opportunity to do any observations they put him on my chest as skin to skin as my request and he latched without me even I was still trying to get a look at him Aww. and he latched um which, which was amazing he did have tongue tie which we had rectified on day three which was quite emotional as a mum to kind of hand your baby over and see them go at him with scissors yeah <laughs> um so yeah that was quite um i had i think i used my hip and breath, and breath for that too to be fair yeah
0: because i think any experience where you're feeling a bit and upset a bit nervous
1: yeah and again they they were amazing they said you know we're trying to rectify his tongue tie that's why we're here. Um, and if you're happy to feed in front of me, I was like, I've gone through delivery. Like, you lose all sense of self. Um, and they said what we recommend, actually, is that once we actually cut the tongue tie, that um, you allow him to latch. One, to see that he's able to latch correctly. And two, it will actually soothe him anyway. Um, and he didn't even cry. Amazing. I did. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he he was perfectly fine.
0: Oh, So what, what made you think he had a tongue tie?
1: So... Well, funny enough, we found out after that actually I think my husband still has his tongue tie. Oh. Because he choked on his food all the time. (laughs) Is that a thing? Do you choke if you have a tongue tie? Yeah, so basically your tongue's like attached to your mouth still. So you can't like move your tongue properly. So yeah, anyway. So we had obviously found out. So when Stanley had his first cry, the nurse actually straight away was like, he's got tongue tie. Send her off for referral. And I think normally you have to fight for it. Uh So it was great that she recognised it straight away. Then we started looking into the research of it, and we were like, I think it's actually genetic because Adam chokes all the time. Um, so yeah, originally finding out about that and how it could actually affect your breastfeeding journey was like, Oh, this could like completely derail us, mm-hmm. yeah, get us off of them. But he was actually okay. I was a little bit sore from the tongue tie because yeah. he had an 80% attachment, okay, so it only left like literally the tip of his tongue for yeah. movement. Um, so it was a slightly painful three days. Did you have the cut? um done on the NHS or private? Yeah, um on the NHS.
0: Wow, so 3 days after. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive. They can be up to weeks usually. Yeah, so I know. So Great. yeah,
1: we were really lucky in that that he got the referral that he needed straight away and it meant that we were able to implement all of our kind of breastfeeding plan and preferences straight away.
0: Yeah, amazing. Well, so obviously tongue tie was a challenge, but lucky for you you got it kind of sorted fairly quickly. So what do you think has been your biggest challenge over the 600 days of feeding?
1: Most recently, I would say public feeding a child who looks like a two-year-old. He's 19 months currently. Um, But I definitely think there is a judgment having a child that's over six months breastfeeding in public. Um, At what point does breast is best or fed is best stop being the narrative? People Mm -hmm. expect your child to be eating ham sandwiches or something. Yeah. as soon as they're a little bit older but I would say that's my most recent challenge Um, and in the very early days sleep deprivation yeah um obviously being I I didn't want to pump and introduce a bottle for combi feeding um initially so it's just a bit of a challenge being the sole provider of Mm. nutrients how how did you deal with that Adam did everything else which was great good so when I obviously came along to the tit talk I said but my husband wants to be able to feed baby to bond um and you said there are other things he can do so he did he did baby wearing he made sure that I was comfortable delivered a cup of tea and biscuits when I was feeding still does that now to be fair nice (laughs) (laughs) he's trained trained well (laughs) yes um as I say bougie um but yeah, so there was just other things that he was able to do to support me, to enable me to be able to feed Stanley. Yeah, so.
0: I think that's really important. I always do say that on TikToks and any of the birth prep courses that it's is such a common thing that parents come with and they're like, oh, dad wants to get involved with feeding because he wants to bond, which is amazing that the dad wants to get involved. But yeah. actually, it isn't the only way to bond. And whilst feeding is a very big part of kind of parenting puzzle, it's not the only part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's great to hear that dads are able to kind of get involved in bonding, bath time, skin to skin. They can change all the nappies. You can feed every two hours and they can change all those nappies. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, rocking, cuddling, playing, all of those things um, are still great ways to bond. And it doesn't take away from the feeding journey that obviously you worked really hard to maintain.
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing that he took into consideration was that everything that I was trying to educate myself in, because obviously mums are allowed to go to courses and dads Mm. aren't paid for that time off. Yeah. Um, He was actually interested. So when I got home from the TikTok, he was like, what have you got? And I took my boob home.
0: Oh, yeah. The The balloon boob. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) I was like, so there's this thing and it's in here. And okay, it wasn't quite as um, well put together as your (laughs) course. But he was actually interested. And I think there's a chain of command and a chain of support that was applied to everything pre well, prenatal and postnatal um, with us, that if he supported me, it meant that I was able to be my best self.
0: Yeah, definitely. Sounds like he's a good egg. <laughs> don't tell him that. He <laughs> won't. Um, what is your favourite thing about breastfeeding?
1: The closeness that I have with Stanley. I love it. Um, and the skin-to-skin element. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have anything else to compare it to because we haven't done anything mm-hmm. else. Um But yeah, just the the closeness and the fact that I feel like I'm doing what's best for him and setting him up for the best start in life. Um, Both myself and Adam are asthmatic, skin rashy people. Um, So I think the um, benefit of breast milk that we're kind of preparing him for the best start of life. And I think he might have been a slightly itchier, scratchier child if we'd (laughs) gone down
0: another avenue. (laughs) And he's pretty itchy and scratchy anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Bless him.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I always think like, people say about um the ease of giving a bottle and stuff but for me i think the ease of just
1: whacking your boob out oh yeah no washing up yeah one shower yeah that's it everything's sterilized
0: (laughs) where and like you go out and okay you probably should take a nappy with you but other than that just take your tip
1: good to go you're all good and you know what i think i forget about all the features and benefits of breastfeeding because it's just second nature (laughs) to me now yeah um so when you're like what's the best thing about it? I'm like, don't know. It's second nature. Cause yeah, we've been doing it so long now. It's just the norm.
0: Yeah. It just, just becomes the norm. Yeah. And I think I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't have got through those nights. I don't think had I not been able to just roll over and put a nipple in their mouth.
1: Well, yeah. Cause we're a co-sleeping family too. So we're, we're still in that stage of yeah. Night feeds, but I don't have to worry about bottles and sterilizing. No shower. That's it.
0: Let's talk about co-sleeping. Yeah. So did you plan on co-sleeping or it just happened?
1: I was tired. And yep. we go-slipped. <laughs> it's what happens a lot though. I learned about safe sleeping. Um, it was something I was like, I really don't want to. Um, I don't know, just I guess the idea of like marital bed. So we had the co-sleeper nest at the bedside and that was the plan that Stanley would go down. Um, but it was just the fact that I was tired doing night feeds. And I was like, oh, this is really comfy. Mm. And we're still in that stage, yeah. obviously. Stanny is 19 months now and pushes me out the way if he thinks I'm taking up too much room. Yeah, basically he does sleep sideways a lot. Um, so there's kind of less worry um, about it. Um, kind of safe sleeping is just the fact that he doesn't fall out. Mm. <laughs> That's kind of the only worry that we have to think about now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we kind of fell into co-sleeping, but no regrets. Yeah. I get Adam? more sleep that way. That's very true. Because I don't have to get up and out and fast around the bed and yeah um yeah and originally adam was worried he's a heavy sleeper um so for him he was just worried that he was going to be inconsiderate or actually a danger to stanley um but he's not that much of a heavy sleeper anymore he's got over it
0: <laughs> yeah he got used to the baby in the bed
1: well he got used to me kicking him in the shins i think
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember quite a few times i accidentally squirted joss in the face with breast milk being like oh sorry that was an accident oh, no. I wasn't trying to wake you up at all
1: <laughs> that would do it. when they're laying there with <laughs> their useless nipples yeah useless nipples <clears throat> and the snoring when you both go to bed you're both equally exhausted he's been at work I've not but obviously both like either working parents or just tired because you know we're allowed to be tired regardless whether we're parents or not um and yeah he falls asleep before I've even had a chance to feed standing know.
0: I think that's that's me though. I'm the (laughs) snorer. Yeah. Hates me for that. I think. Um, What do you have any, what's your best boob story or do you have like a favorite moment where you kind of were feeding or you think back and you think, Oh, that was just a really nice time.
1: I had a round of applause from six M&S cafe workers in Biggleswade once. Really? Because I started feeding Stanley in the queue because he was crying, he was upset. He was due his lunch and I was like, right, I'm just going to have to do it. And I was on my own. I was supposed to be meeting a friend, but she got way late at work. So I had the buggy, the changing bag, my handbag, a coat on. Must have been a winter month. But yeah, kind of had my hands full, kind of like stripped off down to the point that I could get one boob out, I was feeding him, one arm on the pram to push the queue along. And the barista just started clapping and was like, we have a super mom. she gave me the coffee for free. And Stanley was asleep last time I got to the front of the queue. Um, but she was like, breastfeeding isn't easy, breastfeeding in public comes with its own challenges and you just bossed it. And she was like, and you look like quite a young mum, so to have the confidence to just do it. Um, and I was like, well, this is the, the prime reason for a boob. Yeah. They're, oh, they're nice. sexualized in, in a, you know secondary to the, their primal use. Um, so yeah, but that was amazing. And then I would say my second favorite, if I'm allowed to throw in a bonus one, Yeah. Um, I took Adam for an x-ray at hospital because it's sh- some football injury. And he'd gone in for his x-ray and I was feeding Stanley in the waiting room. And this guy must have been about 60, 65, walked past with this big smile on his face, keeping eye contact <laughs> while I was feeding Stanley. And I was like, was a bit weird. Then he came back five minutes later with his wife and went, he's been so embarrassed hiding around the corner that he just wanted to say that it it was lovely to see feeding in public because I've breastfed all of our children, all four of our children I breastfed and you don't see it anymore. But then he realised halfway through the smile that you were on your own quite young, feeding your son in public. He now had a big smile looking at a boob um, and didn't really know what to do with himself. So instead he's come to find me so I can apologise on his behalf. And then he kind of came from around the corner and was like, sorry, it felt weird Then I couldn't (laughs) stop. But I just wanted to like give you a pat on the back, basically, um, and appreciate maybe the eye contact was a bit much, but that was also nice that he said as a generational thing, you don't see it as much anymore.
0: Yeah, bless him, that's so sweet. I remember if I ever see anyone feeding in public, I always kind of go over and just be like, you're amazing, like it's really nice to see. Because I remember someone did that to me. We were on holiday in Norfolk and we had Pepper with us and Indy was about... I don't know, six, six months old, maybe. Um, and I was just feeding her on a bench and there was a lady looking at me. And so generally, if people look at me, whether they give me a dirty look or a happy look, I just smile at them because if yep. they're being nice, they'll smile back. And if they're not, it makes them feel fucking awkward. So I do it, even bigger smile. Yep. Um, and so I smiled at this lady and she came over and said, oh, I just wanted to say like how amazing it is. I fed my three boys and they were running around um, probably like, I don't know, five, seven and nine or something. And then um, she was like, it's just so nice to see. And she absolutely made my day. And I just thought, oh, I'm going to do that to everyone because you can really make someone's day by doing that. And if they're like in a cafe on their own, she'd be like, do you want me to get you a drink? Do you want a glass of water? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think give a big smile and tell people that they're amazing and you can easily make their day. I kept up a
1: lady's her. lunch once because she was feeding her daughter. And I was like, do you want me to just like cut your lunch up? And then I gave her a spoon. She was like, thank you so much. I wasn't going to feed her. I mean, I would have done if she asked me to. (laughs) Um, But I could tell that she was like accepting the help begrudgingly. So I was like, right, you're all set now. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think the community is definitely something that I learned from the TikTok of how important it is. Because there isn't that many of us out there.
0: No, and I do think, yeah, I always say about everyone wants to hold your baby, but who holds the mum? And I think it's our responsibility to hold each other and whether that's cutting up food for a stranger or feeding them um, (laughs) is a, yeah, it's an important. And I think it can make people feel really kind of loved. And sometimes you never know what their day's been like and it, they may have had the shittest mum day of their life. And by you doing that has just made everything better.
1: Yeah. I think another thing as well from like just motherhood, like if I would hear, Obviously, before being a mum myself, I would hear kind of a child kicking off. And I think, oh, the last thing they want is a stranger on looking. Mm. So I kind of avoid contact. Whereas now I kind of look over in a reassurance smile of, oh, it's normally me. Are you OK? Yeah. Do you need a moment? You're rocking it. We've um, <laughs> all been there. Yeah, because we have. And th- there <coughs> will be more times <laughs> oh, for there all will. of us. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, whether they're feeding or just having a manic mum day. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's always a reassurance smile coming from me. Yeah.
0: there a no song about that. It's just another Manic Monday. That is a piece. No, it's a piece. <laughs> I always wanted to be Beyonce. Um, I'm also well aware that that's not actually the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is today. Um, so you said Stanley's 19 months old now? He is. So for many people feeding a child of that age, past one and a half, past looking like a baby, more looking like a child... Um, it can seem really weird. Some people find it weird. It's absolutely not. Clearly, I don't think it's weird. Um, big champion of it. But we live in a society where it's not the norm. It's yeah. not seen as the norm. Um, and people start to question, oh, that's weird. You're only doing that for yourself. Which let me add, if you have fed a toddler, you will know. <laughs> you are not doing that for yourself.
1: Trust me. When he's trying to run off halfway (laughs) through the feed with my boobs still in his mouth, (laughs) it is not for me. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It's not
0: a, uh, we're not doing this because we're selfish. We're doing this because we're selfless. Um, Yeah. But so, I mean, don't get me started on the fact that it's totally fine to give baby a milk from another animal, um, but not fine. Apparently to give them milk from our own boobs, which are made for them. But that is for another time. Um, So you said you have experienced some negativity kind of more recently as Stanley's got a bit older.
1: Yeah, Um, I definitely say there's more onlookers that are kind of a bit like, ooh. Whereas a year ago, it would have been like, oh. Mm. So where does that perception change? Don't know. Why is it? Again, don't know social norms. Mm. Um, But same as you, I'm eating with a smile. Yeah. And that's kind of just where we head with it. I know that it's what's right for me and my family Mm. and it will come to an end.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of people actually know as well that the NHS guidelines is to feed a child from your breast for two years and beyond. Yeah, um, the, the benefits that they get from it don't stop as they get older and you don't have to stop when they get to one and give cow's milk and things like that. And I think there's just not so much educational information around it that so people think, oh, well, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. But if you want to, it's cool.
1: And at the moment, it's not necessarily for sustenance for him. He's obviously weaned, he's eating... Foods when I work um he's obviously not with me he's not having breast milk then so it's definitely an association of comfort with his mum um and who would I be to take that away
0: mm. how do you deal with like have you had any family negativity or
1: comments about
0: when you're going to stop
1: I think they know better than that <laughs> <laughs> um I've had a few comments of oh you're going to be dropping him off at the school gates and feeding him still and you're like I doubt it mm. um but so what if I was don't think I would be but yeah at what point does what's right stop being what's right
0: yeah and like you said it has to be what's right for your family and if yeah. that's cool for you and him right now then carry on
1: yeah I mean th- there isn't an expiry date on my boobs so no,
0: luckily there's not <laughs> um which does follow on quite nicely to a question about the future I guess so what what does your journey look like from here on out what 600 days what are your plans
1: Stanley led as always. Um so I always knew that I wanted to breastfeed or try to breastfeed and obviously prepared for that in doing a TikTok with you. Um, but as for what the future looks like, I don't know. Um Stanley's only really feeding at, of a night time to get to sleep and at night if he wakes, so so long as he's waking. Yeah. He's awake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> Off the cuff as well. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. I don't think life comes with a plan. Babies don't come with a manual. We'll just see where we go.
0: Yeah, and I think I talk to a lot of people about um, when people make comments about, oh yeah, because my friend's feeding a two and a half year old and it's so weird. And I'm like, you do know that a two and a half year old doesn't feed the same as a newborn. Because I think in people's heads, they're like babies feed frequently all Mm. the time. But they don't do that when they're two and a half. Often they'll just feed to sleep. Or they'll feed if they fall over and graze their knee and they want some comfort or they're yeah. tired or if they wake in the night. Sometimes they might go a few days without a feed and then mm. be like, oh, actually, I fancy it today. Um, yeah. It's not like every two hours you're getting a toddler wandering up to you and lifting up your top and feeding you. It's It evolves. Everything kind of evolves with them. Um, so yeah, I think that's part of the thing. Sometimes people imagine a toddler feeding like a newborn, which obviously they don't.
1: I think my favourite objection from a family member was using you as a pacifier
0: yep we love that one
1: like you know that dummies are made like <laughs> yeah. modelled off a nipple dummies not the other way around plastic
0: nipples guys yeah shock
1: so yeah I, I give that as my previous answer yeah
0: yeah exactly <laughs> um what is the best bit of advice that you would give to anyone who is hoping to breastfeed their little one
1: I throw this one around like confetti book onto a tit talk mindful mama <laughs> Why, thank you. Um, because education is key. Preparation is key. Just be able to make informed decisions, whether that's hypnobirthing, a TikTok, support, community, getting good friends out of it. Um, it can be isolating being a parent. It can be isolating. Even take into account getting a new job can be daunting. Being a parent is the only job that you get without an interview, mm-hmm. <laughs> without any form of prep. Yep. You can only do what you can yourself. And yeah. That is my confetti moment. Um, Just book on. You won't regret it. Thank you. It's okay.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on uh, the podcast. Because, yeah, like I said, you are someone very close to my heart after having you walk in with your lovely little bump. Um, And, yeah, you've become a very lovely friend of mine. And I'm very proud of you. 600 days of breastfeeding is... Thank you incredible and i did google to see what color boobs you were. so you need to get yourself a platinum breastfeeding badge okay 18 months and beyond
1: platinum yeah I'll
0: let adam know so yeah get yourself <laughs> one of those maybe it could be platinum jewelry yes maybe you could tell him look we can I need rebrand this. it yeah yeah you need a platinum ring yes and then i think the next one's diamond so you know you could hold out for that one.
1: Oh yeah two and one <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much. Um, I could talk about boobs forever, but I really appreciate you coming on. So thank you very much. I'm going to do a quick fire bunch of booby related questions at you. Got you. Um, are you ready? I think so. Have you tried your own breast milk? No. Has anyone else?
1: My mother in law by accident. <laughs> <laughs> by accident yeah she um i'd expressed some for standing she warmed it up and just automatically tested it forgetting that it was my milk and nice. everyone in the room looked at each other and she still hasn't to this day twigged that she'd done it i don't think
0: well each to their own yeah it's so, it's so easily done hmm. have you ever been hand expressed by another person
1: <laughs> the <laughs> offer was there wasn't it Gemma? it was
0: She'd already sorted
1: herself out. It was fine. Um, what's the weirdest place you've ever breastfed? On the M25, whilst Daniel was still in his car seat, he was crying on a 10-hour journey back from Cornwall and the only thing that was going to make him quiet was a uh, comfort feed. So I had to climb in the back, balance on some suitcases and whack my boob out on the M25. Thankfully, my window's blacked out because otherwise, uh, yeah, it would have been a sight. I have a matching story. <laughs>
0: The rib pain is not great. Yes, the rib bruises after. Yeah. Have you ever squirted during sex from your breasts?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice disclaimer there. Uh, No.
0: Have you cried over spilt milk?
1: Yes, I now understand that saying because the stuff is like gold dust.
0: It is. It's so depressing when it tips over.
1: Adam thought I was going to kill him.
0: Did your periods return during your breastfeeding journey?
1: No, not for ages. So, I think ten months. So weaning kind of fell into sync with that. But they're nowhere near as bad as they used to be.
0: Yeah. Does Stanley have a preferred boob?
1: <laughs> I mean, mine is that an answer? <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> that some, is an answer. Yeah, because some babies do like cuddle any boob, mm-hmm. whereas he only tries to feed from me. Yeah. So that's good. He's you know, loyal.
0: He knows where his uh, his good boobies are yeah have you ever been bitten whilst feeding
1: twice both i was texting so it's my fault don't oh. text and feed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't text and feed
0: pay attention to to that bitey child yeah um what does stanley call your booby milk
1: i don't think he calls it anything no no, no. nickname no i say is mm. like as an offer but yeah he doesn't refer to it as anything just helps himself yeah. now he's 19 months now he knows where they are yeah yeah cool
0: <laughs> well thank you so much um I could talk about boobs forever but I really appreciate you coming on
1: so thank you very much thanks for having me
0: thank you for listening to the shits and giggles guide to motherhood I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it if you love what you heard be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review your feedback means the world to me and helps other mums discover the show too. If you want to hear more, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Mindful Mama Club. I love to chat, so always feel free to reach out. Join us again next time as we bring you more shits and giggles, inspiring conversations, amazing guests and tips for you to boss your own motherhood adventure. Thank you for being a part of the MMC community. And until next time, keep smiling and being the bloody superhero woman that you are. Lots of love, Jem.